two here on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. New hour two time at 5 o'clock. Starting our show 4 to 6 now. 4 to 6 p.m. weekday afternoons here on the Horn. It will be the Sports Complex and the show. We're going to get some more of your text messages. I love you guys texting at 512-447-3776. Topic of the day. Did the committee get it right? Also, if you got transfer portal questions, news, whatever you want to put in there, send that in as well. Worries, concerns about that. Send that in. We'll talk about that too. And uh, NFL, what do you guys think of the weekend? It was a big weekend in the NFL. Uh, some surprising outcomes. Some happy outcomes for the Texas teams. Got a game tonight as well. We'll get into that. And the NBA in-season tournament begins tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that as well on the show in Hour 2. But we want to get back to your text messages. Myself, Patrick Davis, my man Jacob Standard, across the way from me right here. That's right. Getting back into your text messages on a day where it feels good to be a Longhorn. Texas gets in. Alabama gets in. Florida State does not get in. 13-0, Power 5 conference champion. Backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. And they were under their third string because of concussion protocol. I know Tate Rodemaker's got to be cleared by concussion protocol in a month. Right. Uh, But... That, that's the problem. That's the problem. Backup quarterback. What if Florida State smokes Georgia by they like could. 30 points? What if Brock Glenn throws for 300? <laughs> no, we are. Look, they may. I, I remember there was a – this is years ago, but I, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Boise State and Alabama. And it was everybody thought that Boise State was like shouldn't have gotten into a, a January bowl game, oh. and Alabama should have been in the championship game. Was that the Kellen Moore Statue of Liberty game? It may have been. And, and Bo, Boise State wins by a lot. Uh, and so that was a game back in the day. So there are those instances where it's one way and the other, and it's partly. I mean, but we Texas beating Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, right? Was a game where no one thought Texas would be there. Georgia felt like they should be competing at a higher at a, at a higher level than they were. Uh, but you know, and part of that is goes into who shows up, uh, who's in the transfer portal, who is leaving. We know. I mean, uh, Georgia has a lot of guys going the transfer portal every year. We have one of them, Adonai Mitchell. Playing really good for Texas from Thank Georgia. Yeah, uh, appreciate Burton, that one. The wide receiver Burton from Alabama went to Georgia. Yep. So they, both those guys back in the college football playoff. Georgia not, though. Georgia not. So did the committee get it right is what we're asking on there. Uh, as Dexter said, it's all about the money and the brands. I mean, sadly, yeah, that's 99% of America. That's what this whole thing has been about. Have you not been watching the realignment and the TV yeah, deals? It is. And, it is. I mean, it, we're living in a world where college actually has free agency. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, transfer portal will make it is. It's a crazy, and then we have a, It's not even that it's free agency. It's that the coaches will come out, and now we're just naming ridiculous numbers, stupid numbers that aren't right. And like, it annoys me when Matt Rule comes out and goes, "You need two million dollars for a good quarterback." And you go, "Not if you have a good team and a and a good coach and and, and a culture and all of that." But if you want to t- have them come to Nebraska and play for you right now, when you're complaining and you've been complaining for three years straight since you went to the pros and everything's everybody else's fault. You used to be a good coach, but now you just complain too much. Right. I think you can get back to being a good coach again, but if you keep wondering, if you're going uh, the bygone era uh, of college football and you can't evolve, then go be an analyst. Yeah. Don't, don't be a coach anymore. Go break but, it down. So it annoys others. me. I need $2 million to get a quarterback. No, you need to retire from football if that's the way you want to do it. Right. I, I can guarantee you, no. the whole NIL budget for Oklahoma State may be less than $2 million. Well, and they're better than Nebraska right now. Well, and Aaron, so we had Nick Shuley on in the mornings last week for subbing in for Rod, and yeah. Nick Shuley does a lot of NIL stuff yeah, around here. Yeah, works with Texas One yeah, Fund and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, and he said he can't confirm it, and they don't publish any of their own numbers, but yeah. he said from his experience, those numbers are blasphemous. He'd have to see something in writing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and that's my point is, 
And that's what I'm saying. I don't think that $2 million has been spent on Oklahoma State football to NIL, right? In total. And they're a better team than Nebraska. Right. So you can save it that I need $2 million for a quarterback, Matt Rule. Right. You can save that. Now, if you want to go out there and offer them the biggest check and you want to get a bunch of guys for the most money, fine. You're going to keep losing, though, because that's what A&M tried to do. And they didn't win either. How'd that work out? And they, their coach is gone now, and they're paying him a bunch of money. And he was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. So I, I, I get it, but you need to build a culture where there is money involved, for sure. Like, if you don't want to believe that Xavier Worthy got a pay raise to stay at Texas last year instead of transferring, he did because other schools were offered him stuff. I and, get it. And he had a sweet watch at Big 12 Media Days. A sweet <laughs> I, I, I'll watch. tell you, I, I understand guys are going out there and, and, you know, it's free market. Look, at this point, this is capitalism, this is America, this is what you want to live in, this is what we're living in, right? Look at the parody across college football right now, though. Look at the good it's brought. Hey, I'll tell you, this Look, is the, the closest top five we've ever had. Right. Top six we've ever had. The, how many How many times in the past can you remember where the final championship week matters as much as it did this year? Exactly. All right. Uh, another texter says, absolutely got it right. 65-7 to seven, uh, in the playoffs last year was embarrassing. Uh, they don't want that again. I, I get that. Uh, it, it was uh, – uh, 49 to 21 was your prediction last week. You forgot to send in. I, I'm sure. I'm sure about that. That's, it was in your drafts folder, right? That sounds fishy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jimbo is a Big Mac whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my man, uh, Chief Engineer. Let's see. We got to scroll back up. We always got to scroll up in the Chief Engineer text so I can get up to the top line. He's for got him. too many good one lines. I know. He's always got him on there. Uh, Quinn played like a grown man out there. I can't say the other word. I don't want to say their word for you. Uh, Give but, it a try. <laughs> this is, you want to you want to get off? You've been on the show for one day. <laughs> You're trying to get us thrown off there. Uh, this is all one year ahead of schedule in my mind. Anyone who gripes about this year's uh, <laughs> suicidal tendencies trip in the brain, Sark raised all doubt for me. If he's the right coach, hats off. I've had some other friends that have that I've defended Sark to. Yeah, to some Hart Herman people that are now starting to jump over. Good. That are Herman people that were like Herman was a better coach. Shouldn't have been fired. We shouldn't have got him. And, and look, we'll get into this later this week. I can. Uh, so we'll have a little bit more time on Monday. We're kind of busy. But uh, I, I can tell you why I think the difference is from my personal experience working around the program the last few years. Right. Uh, and the people I've talked to around the program. So I, I think there is reasons. But I, I, there was reasons I defended Sark, and I agree that he needs to grow. But I think he has. We saw his play calling the last two weeks. And when we saw him, we really want to go out there. And his play calling against uh, Mike Gundy, who is that Oklahoma State team, has given us problems. That play calling was great. He did pull the tricks out. He was creative at the goal line. He was creative in the red zone. We got mad at him for just running the ball up the middle over and over again. He threw the ball to Devondre Sweat. He did a double lateral trick play. He's got more like that. He is a creative play caller. Byron Murphy was also in the route where Devondre Sweat no, caught a touchdown. No, one of those guys was getting it, but because he threw it to Byron earlier in the year, yeah. they, they were like, we know he's going to that. Exactly. And Devondre kind of just busted through the middle like it looked like he was a lead blocker kind of. Right. And so they didn't, I guess they didn't think he was going to get it, but then he got the, yeah, it was a great play. Uh, you want to talk about one real quick before we move on? Sark's yeah. growth. Just look at the way he delivers press conferences now versus when he started. There is so much more confidence, and he is so much more comfortable up there in that Texas press conference owning this team. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, the intent to provide the best matchups that create the most entertainment. Unfortunately for Florida State, even with that wicked D, they can't uh, produce that. I feel bad for the team. Unfortunately, injury, but there's a business made to create money. Don't kid yourself. There is no fair and billion-dollar business. Let's not BS. We all get real. We all got real with NIL. 
No more of this stupid student athlete crap. The final rankings are an example of that. I agree with you. Thank you. Yeah. And also, a year from now, no one's ever going to remember the final, final four because they're going to move to 12. They move to 12. It'll be a much more entertaining product. And then, look, here's going to be the thing. The 12 is now, people are going to go, well, that team, like Iowa shouldn't be in there. Right. Iowa doesn't have an offense. They can't. They scored zero points, but Iowa may still get in. Right. Like they'd be in that discussion. So I'm just saying, it's a weird thing. And where the, the discussion for the 12 versus 13 is going to be way less interesting than 4 versus 5. Well, no, and especially because the lay person is not watching any of the games. 12 to 13. <laughs> 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 they got it right for the money they wanted. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, the real reason was because Craig is on 2-4. Uh, that's not the real reason. Uh, that is not the real reason. I appreciate you, but I, that was not the real reason. Uh, let's see what else he got on there. If we get a rematch with Bama, who's winning? Well, I don't want to think about that yet. I'd like to get through this first test of yeah, Washington. No, I, look, Washington's <laughs> going to be a big one. We'll talk more about it as the time gets closer, but that's a huge, huge, huge matchup for Texas in the fact that they do something really well that is our Achilles heel, and even Alan Bowman threw for, what, 250 on us? Oh, yeah. And I know it's not a perfect example, but you lost to this squad last year in the bowl game. This Washington squad. Yeah. I mean, 100%. It is a different team. But, right. But yeah, and I think we'll have more players playing in this game than we did last year yeah. as well. It's not a perfect example. Uh, Texter says, the committee got it wrong. FSU got screwed. The committee couldn't leave out their SEC. I'm sorry losing your QB shouldn't punish you. It should. They earned. Stop with the, oh, we need a big matchup. There's always blowouts in the playoffs. That's it. Look, I get that you want FSU win. But saying that it's one of the rules. It's actually one of the rules. One of the criteria was unavailability of players. That was one of the things and, they had to consider. And if Jalen Milrow couldn't play, Alabama Al- wouldn't be in. Bingo. And if 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 we look at if Michael Penix Jr. is not in, if Michael Penix Jr., who people thought was hurt near the end of the year, if he gets knocked out in that Oregon game, they still win. Washington may not be in. Oregon probably gets in on a loss at that point. They might get in. And, well, they know because Florida State and Texas would have got in. Oh, you're right. And so you would have had that in. And if Texas lose that, even with Link Murphy and Arch Manning, who are better backups than and then uh, Tate Rodemaker and Brock Glenn, they would have not got in. Yeah. Because and the difference is too. You know who the Heisman candidate is? Jordan Travis. Right. Jordan Travis was exceptionally good. Yeah. They lose three or four games this year without Jordan Travis. And I get the defense was good down the stretch. Don't care about Florida. They were a bad team. Didn't impress me. They didn't make a bowl game. Yeah. And I get they're Florida, and it's a swamp, and it's a hard area to play, and it's a rivalry game. I get all that. You guys were also playing for some. I get it. It's good. You just weren't. You couldn't compete against Michigan, and you probably would have got blown out by by Washington too. I think so. That's the reality. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get that you got screwed. You got screwed the second he got hurt. And, and honestly, if any of these players get hurt in the in the upcoming month, it'll be a shame too. But it's not. That's why we need twelve. Uh. Average Joe says, in a fair world, FSU is in, in a real world, Bama gets in. I, I don't even agree with that. I think in a fair world, I, I like in a fair world, Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt. Bingo. And then they're in. That's the reality. In a fair world, Jordan Travis gets in. That's a good way to put it. Uh, only, the road, so, uh, only the results of the Rose, Sugar, and Orange Bowl will tell us if the committee did or did not get it right, but the thought of the undefeated uh, Power 5 champion not have a shot at the Natty was kind of the reason the playoff was made right, as well as Avoiding split national championships. SFU beats Georgia comfortably, and Texas and Alabama win the Natty. Don't be shocked if we split a split title. We won't see a split title. It will not happen. There is zero chance of that. Nobody thinks Florida State is going to compete. If they beat Georgia, it's because they're missing 12 players. If Florida State puts up a good run. But it'll also be a boring game that'll be 16-6. to six. Yeah. And, and that's what no one wants to see. 
you know what? You guys are right. Let's go back and let's just have no playoffs. Top two teams are selected every year. No debating it. The top two teams would have been easy, Michigan and uh, Washington. And, and we just have them play for the national no, championship let's go and to it's 12. over. Let's go to 12. We should have gone to 12. The ACC didn't want it. The Big you, Ten didn't want they it. They were the part of preventing it. The ACC prevented the big the 12-team playoff this year. They could have been in. Go call your commissioner, the ACC, and wonder why he fought against it. Yes. Ask him why he fought against it, and now he get, he got screwed because the Big Ten wanted it. What is the benefit to the ACC for not having a 12-team playoff? You're the ACC. You're what probably is, the fifth one. What is the benefit? I mean, you're going to have it undefeated because the rest of your teams aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Just like I get, it. I don't want to. I don't want to pile on to Florida State fans. I don't want to pile on to them because you dig. It does suck. And it, it does and really it's raw suck. right now. So I get. Yeah, it. and it yeah. does. It does really suck. We do feel bad for the fans and for the players because Jordan Travis getting hurt is unavoidable. It wasn't something you did to do. All right, let's talk some NFL. We'll get back to the text line. Promise. Uh, we did. We didn't talk much about the Cowboys over the Seahawks. Do you still feel good about the Cowboys over your Seahawks over the win on Thursday night? I feel fantastic watching the flow of that game. There wasn't a moment where I didn't think the Cowboys were still going to win that game, even down twenty-eight to twenty. Do you worry that there are certain teams that know how to play Dan Quinn now? That um, we have seen that the Eagles, the 49ers, and now the Seahawks that used to that he used to be there, Pete Carroll know what he does and know how to play get against, play against him and get those numbers up. I don't I don't think it's so much as knowing what Dan does as much as knowing who's back there. They know that there's an opportunist back there and they know his tendencies on when he's going to bite. So I think a little bit more discipline against certain opponents would do us a lot of good. Okay, I and I agree with that. I think there is also and I don't know what it is. I think Dan Quinn has tells Ooh, uh, maybe with packages, how guys are lined up. Well, you saw it with Micah. And they had to change. And he mentioned it er, in last season, in the, the post, in the off season. He mentioned that he changed things right. because he talked to a friend who told him he could tell. Whenever Micah was lined up in the A gap, he knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And so I think there's points where he needs to work on some of his tells because some of these good coaches. And, and when I say that the Eagles, that's how the Cardinals beat you. Because the Cardinals knew yeah. what you were doing, and You're that's right. an Eagles coach. You're right. So I think there's coaches in the NFL who know what Dan Quinn does, can get his tells, and are able to go against him and score. And Dallas, it, you know, when they're playing good offense, great. But you don't want to ha- – like, the whole point of Dan Quinn in this defense is to not have to score 40 points. Right. you like to be able to win with 30, and they would not have won with 35. It's a tie game. Yeah. So you, that's something I think that they need to keep working on. But I, I, I think if Mike McCarthy was a better coach, he would be able to tell you what the tells are. But oh. I think you should have someone in analytics or someone on that Cowboys staff has to be able to go, this is what they know, this is how they know it, we need to change that. Or even just like tendency breakers when you have big... Exactly, yeah. and, and just go, once they, you know, when they're doing it, then, okay, they, we know that they think this. Right. So when we do this, just change the, this play. Or also, Dan, we love who's out there, but Trayvon's not out there right now. So we, yeah. we do got to switch some things up. No, the all-time leading we, pick six yeah. guy, Deron Bland, yeah. and they went after him. They really they, they heard too much hype about Deron Bland this week. They, they went, went right at him early, too. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, I, and by the way, my great advice on the show, bench DK Metcalf. Ooh. That went well for me in my fantasy leagues, guys. Ooh. Went well for me. What was it, three plays in, he's got like a 60-yarder? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the funny part is, in one of my leagues, I benched him for Debo Samuel. Okay, well that's. I mean, so it's just kind of a push. Yeah, but I, I could mean, have it's... played both of them because I had Tank Dell in too, and he got hurt with no points. So, Ooh. yeah. So there was bad things, but so you won. No, I lost in every league. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I, I haven't checked. I have not checked. I, I was too high. I was happy about Texas. I said, don't don't get bogged down. Fantasy football is not real. I didn't either, and I started um, Zay Flowers on a bye. <laughs> yep. Broncos at the Texans. Texans get the win, twenty two seventeen, getting the interceptions against 
uh, Russell Wilson, including a big one down the stretch. Jimmy Ward, uh, who was brought in by this D'Amico Ryan staff that he played, he coached him in San Francisco. He wanted to bring him in. He makes a huge play, gets a good read, pulls the ball out, gets in front of the receiver. That was, they had a couple of these interceptions where they just jumped in front. Stingley had one too, where they just jumped right in front of the the Broncos wide receiver who never really made a play on them. Right, and they were able to get interceptions. It pumps the Texans up to seven and five, and the Broncos down to six and six. The Broncos good run. Uh, is this something where Texans can still grow on this? Is, is this the end for the Broncos? No, I think this is absolutely something where the Texans can still grow because, I mean, you lost Tank Dell for the season. There's natural uh, opportunities to grow within that, that next-man-up mentality. Nico Collins had a great game. I saw John yeah. Mechie was getting some snaps all of a sudden there at the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, once Dalton Schultz gets up. He again, had, Mechie had a play in that game, too, where he was – it was wide, and C.J. Stroud just missed him. I saw but that. But he shook his defender so good, and yeah. it's nice to see. Because you know with Tank Dell going down, Maitre's going to have to step up. Noah Brown's going to have to step up in that role because Tank Dell was really their leading receiver. I know Nico Collins is having a great year, too, but Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud, the connection. So you'd like to see, really, Maitre step up and kind of fill into that young player role because it's his rookie season now, too, after – Coming right. back from leukemia, getting a little bit healthier throughout the season. Just get him a little bit of space, too, because he's one of those guys that can hit that 21, 22 miles yeah. per hour. Yeah, and that was that little route they ran. Yeah, and it he wasn't cut hard. It. Yeah, he just... Yeah. Uh, we also saw yesterday the 49ers handling business against the Eagles. The Eagles, who have kind of looked a little sluggish at points this season and not really being able to turn on the offense, were never able to turn it on. The 49ers ran all over them. After that three loss, like they kind of went downhill. They got that bye week, and they've looked really, really good. Uh, going into this, does this make you think that the 49ers are by far the NFC favorites to win, or does this make you think the Eagles now are susceptible and the Cowboys have a little bit more of a game plan to go against the Eagles? Which one are you looking at more? Are you saying, all right, well, that one's still, we don't know how to beat the 49ers, but we we may have a game plan against the Eagles now. I, I don't look at it for either of those. I look at this as a very emotionally fueled game for the 49ers because they never really got a shot at the Eagles yeah, yeah, in the that's NFC true. Championship. Yeah, it's true. And and I think a lot of that when it like Debo wore black Air Force cleats and all that, <laughs> and like there was a lot of emotion. There was. They ran right through the DB drills and warmups, the 49ers did, just to get on the Eagles' nerves in Lincoln Financial. There was a lot of emotion baked into this, and that can skew the numbers sometimes. It can. It can. I think it did skew the numbers a bit. It was interesting to see, though. The 49ers and that offense, when Kyle Shanahan calls up that game right, <sighs> that offense looks really good. If they're healthy, that's a scary, scary you can offense. You get Debo in a rhythm. It's one <sighs> more, one more uh, game before we go to break that I want to mention is the Chiefs lose 19-27 to the Packers. That's going into Lambeau, which is a hard field to catch the ball in a lot of times, especially once you get into December and January. It's a hard field to catch the ball. And when you have a bunch of wide receivers who cannot catch the football, it does not help. But now you're getting reports that some of these guys are just running terrible routes yep. and they're not where they're supposed to be. And Patrick Mahomes can't trust any of his wide receivers. So he's just got Travis Kelsey. Is panic mode starting in, in the Chiefs? I, I don't think it's panic mode yet. I think that you, you know, panic mode is when you start doing this at home. Sorry. I think when you're Kansas City and when you can't, when there's no hope at home and they start to, if they lose to a bad team at home, then I go, okay, you're in full panic mode that this team may not win a playoff game or may not even make the playoffs, that you were just – that this is not – that you got to go get a wide receiver next year. Like, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The whole plan of we're going to invest in the defense. Because Spag's defense was doing pretty good until this game. Uh, is this – is it panic time for you for the Chiefs? 
100%. And I do it, I say it that I don't have to see it at home because there were shots early. I'm talking first quarter, second drive of Travis Kelsey after they had just gotten off the field again. Travis Kelsey's on the bench and he does not look happy. He's not sitting next to anybody. He's not talking to anyone. And it's early in the game he's yeah. doing that. That means it only takes one or two things to go wrong at this point, And everyone on that offense all of a sudden goes, here we go again. It's another week of this. And good teams don't have that, right? No. And I mean, we should mention, we should mention, yeah, Eric Bieniemy is gone. Oh yeah, we should just mention it. Right. I mean, I don't know how much of it is Eric Bieniemy and what he was able to do of drilling that team and well, getting Sam him Howell's different... lighting it up. Sam Howell's playing really well, and that's the question: is how much is Eric Bieniemy part of this? Yeah, just a just a just a note. That's a good point. I didn't because even think about because that. I know he never got any credit in the whole time. There's people either that thought it's ludicrous that he's not a head coach somewhere, it's and Eric there's people Bien-Aimé. that thought it's just Andy Reid. Yeah, but we can say that this offense does not look as good as it did before. Yes, they don't have the wide receivers. They didn't have the wide receivers last year. Right. I mean, if you're going to tell me Juju Smith-Schuster right. is the difference between a Super Bowl and not the playoffs, yeah, then and, you're insane. Because because where he's at, he's at the Patriots now. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Is he in the Patriots now? I thought. I thought he might be. He might. I'm be not there. sure. But that hey, that should tell you. Right. So <laughs> uh, that's something to note. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some NBA talk and more of your text messages. 512-447-3776 on the Sports Complex here on the Horn on the 1019-1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gambling.org. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Playing songs about time, because we're a new time slot, 4 to 6 p.m. You know, we got about 25 minutes left, and then we'll have the hour three of Rich Eisen coming up at 6 o'clock, so we'll keep it rolling for you here. Uh, Sports talk all through, getting you up to another great evening of basketball and football and all the sports happening. Uh, We'll get into the NBA in-season tournament in just a minute. I want to get to more of your text messages, because I appreciate you guys texting in. We always want to get to your text messages. Uh, Jacob. Yes. Do you recognize that song? I do recognize that song. Okay. Do you, yeah. you have any guess who it is? It's the one by, you know her name. It's uh, I know her name. Yeah, it's right there on the, just remind me real quick. <sighs> the Rock and Wrestling Connection. I feel like you're setting me up, but that's one. That's no, one like, like she had Captain Lou Albano in our... Uh, I've heard the tune before. I don't know the name. Give the me a break. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> that's actually what I was going to say, but... Again, you keep cutting me off before I can right build before, it up. right yeah. before you can get to it, Cindy uh-huh. Lauper. I was watching something about the Rock and Wrestling Connection last night. So, oh okay, they they had a thing, and then Roddy Piper was fighting against him. They were playing wrestling on MTV. It was great times, great times. <laughs> MTV had music and wrestling. It was the best times of life. What time was this on the TV? <laughs> right before Teen Mom. Right well, before Teen Mom. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go back to the text line. Uh, Bevo. 
Uh, JK says, uh, want to hear your thoughts. If Georgia had won, would they have used the same reasoning to give Texas the fourth spot? I think not. If it was done because Alabama and the SEC, therefore, excuse for leaving out SV, FSU is extremely hypocr- hypocritical. I think Texas might have still got in, guys. I think Texas might have still got in after those two wins. I really do think Texas might have still got in. I think it's the way they won the last two. I the think way they, they won the last two and the way that Florida State had unwatchable fo- unwatchable football. Yeah, that I think was if, another if part. Florida State, if Florida State came in and could still throw the football and they had a quarterback and they still put up 250-300 yards passing a game, they'd be in. Yeah, just and you don't have to do anything super flashy but like let's score the defense some touchdowns. Is, we know the defense is good enough. But they couldn't score touchdowns, and that's what people want to see. And and Texas put up over 100 points the last two weeks of the season. And their opponent had 26. Yes. and <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And that's really what the key to this was. And we know Alabama and Georgia. I get I get the theory that the SEC would have been in no matter what. The SEC was going to be in. And if Georgia won, they're in. It have been Georgia 1, Michigan 2, uh, Washington 3, and probably Texas 4. I don't think they wanted to put Florida State in. Without Jordan Travis, I think everybody in the country, other than Florida State fans, wanted Florida State to lose a game to make this easier on us all. I was worried, though, in the pre-show, building up to it, Boo got on there and he kept talking about how winning matters. You know, it does. We can't take away that winning matters. So I was getting nervous You're beforehand. Getting nervous. I was yeah. like, oh, why does he keep doing this? Why is he doing this? Uh, if, SF, if SFU had lost their quarterback in the last game, then you don't know if they can win without him, but they won multiple games without him. Ditka would have voted FSU because defense wins championships. Uh, I appreciate that. I also don't care what Mike Ditka thinks about football in 2023. Uh, I feel like I know that person. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel oh, like I know good that Lord. person. Mike Ditka, Mike, Mike Ditka was a great football mind, uh, and then he said a lot of things that I don't agree with necessarily in the past uh, 10 to 15 years, so I don't necessarily trust him as much. I've got a neighbor where everything uh, I think they should back. have put in the Power 5 winners, and Texas uh, undefeated Power 5 conference winners, which should be automatic, and then Texas beat Alabama and Georgia. So Texas and Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. I, look, Rock Smith, Ryan, I get what you're saying, but they shouldn't be automatic. They should be the best four teams. This is like the MVP uh, vote, and it's like, well, this guy put up uh, the Heisman vote. Well, this guy put up uh, ten thousand yards passing in the SEC in the Pac-12. Well, who cares? It's the Pac-12. They don't play defense. It doesn't mean the same thing as someone who put up, you know, a reasonable similar numbers somewhere else. And that's I get it. I I, I feel bad for Florida State. I do. I just don't think that they should have been in because they were going to lose. Right. And I know people say the defense is good, but guess what? Texas defense is good as Florida State's. Washington's defense is a little bit worse than Florida State's. Michigan's defense is much better than Florida State's. And, and, and Alabama's defense is much better than Florida State's. It's, and that's all they have. Their, their defense isn't elite. They played bad offensive teams the last two weeks of the season. Right. Which this get, team allowed 14 points to South Alabama before Jordan Travis got hurt. I'm just telling they are not an elite defensive team. They're a good defensive team. There has an elite quarterback, and the quarterback got hurt. That's why we should not do a four-team playoff. We should not do a four-team playoff. It's a real thing. We should go to 12. I wanted eight, but they, 12's fine. 12's fine. I wanted an 18-team playoff. I think that was I, that's where I think it should have been, but they wanted to go 12, you know, get some I more. I like the 12. I, and I think they just wanted more games because no one cares about any other bowl games. Uh, Texter says, competition committee got it right. Uh, you can bet if Quinn would have been injured two games back, they would have put Georgia in at four. Uh, they don't want to have a TCU-type game like last year, RT2. I agree with you. You're damn right they would have. Yeah, they would have, 100%. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, I tried to convince my boss that I had to leave an hour early today, but he didn't understand. So I missed your first hour of the show, and now I have to drive home tonight when you're not on the air. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you. We're on till six. We're going to try and put the podcast up right after show two. Uh, I'll try and get them up there as soon as I can. So you, hopefully, if you want to listen to it, you can pull it up on the Horn FM app or on the hornfm.com. We'll have the, the pages up there or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll have the sports. Just search the sports complex. I don't know if there's another podcast or something else with it, but uh, you can find us there. We are up there, uh, and we'll try and put that up, and you can listen to hour one. Uh, the Washington QB lit the Texas secondary up last year. He'll do it again this year in the Sugar Bowl. If Sark doesn't tighten up the secondary, which is weak, they're going to need time. Uh, I think getting Ryan Watts back will be a huge help. If you're able to get healthy in that secondary, it'll be a huge help for them. Uh, and then they can rotate safeties. It's going to be a question. I, You know, they, they can play better than they have, uh, but I, I, I'm not – it, it, it is a worry, but I think PK is going to have a month to do it. PK also was a part of this Washington team not that long ago. I think he's got some ideas of what they can do. I think we also get a calmer Sark this time. Everybody remembers the episode pregame in the Alamo Bowl yeah, where the dude touches him and Sark freaks out. There was obviously a lot on his mind at that there, point. There was, and the running game was terrible that year. He ran Keelan Robinson the whole time. The running game was terrible with that, without Bijan and Roshan. Yeah, there was some problems. The running game's much better this year for Texas as well. But yeah, we, Michael Penix Jr. in that team, it, it's going to be a, a rough run for Texas if they can't stop it. But I think Texas' offense is going to be able to put up a lot more points against Washington in this game. Uh, the college football playoff committee got it wrong the minute they decided to only have a four-team playoff. They did not decide that. Uh, it should have been 12 to 16 from the jump. 16 is way too many because it's just too many games. I don't mind 16. I get, but I, you can't make these college players keep doing it because you're going to, at a certain point, we're going to start losing players that are going to the NFL. You're going to start losing the best players. When you say, I have to play three more games, well, I'm gone. I'm not playing three more games. I don't care about the national chamber. I want to go. You guys don't pay me $7 million. I'm going to go make $7 million. So your best quarterbacks, your best defensive linemen, your best wide receivers are going to start leaving before those games. That's a good point. And they're going to say, well, if you make it, I'll play in the championship game. But I'm not playing three games. I'm not risking injury for three games. You cost me millions of dollars to go for this? Yeah. I, I think you're going to lose players. So I don't like that as much. Yeah, good luck to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no arguing CFP, but questioning why TCU lost the Big 12 championship last year and still made it in this year after FSU got booted. Because this is also the first year that there was undefeated champs in everywhere. Like, th- there's never been three undefeated champs there. It is, it's, a, it's just a different year. Guys, there were eight teams fighting for four spots. Somebody was getting screwed. Yeah. And I mean, really, six teams. Because we're not going to count Ohio State. Right. Because they didn't play nobody. They, oh, really? Yeah. And by the way, if you want another argument, Georgia didn't play a non-conference, like a tough non-conference. Their best non-conference game was Georgia Tech. Oh, no. They Georgia had a cakewalk. They, they do not belong in the college football playoff. Let's just say that up front, too, that Georgia doesn't belong there because they didn't play anybody. Well, I think that's why the the committee booted them. After, I think that's why. Because, right. yeah, because it's like, look, you can't play. And I don't mean they didn't play anybody because they played at Alabama. Clearly, they played SEC teams. They didn't schedule a non-con. Right. And Florida State, I would give them credit, scheduled LSU. And I'll give them credit. And they schedule Florida too, but they always schedule Florida. And I get it. But you schedule LSU. That's not normally on your schedule. And I do like that they did showcase, if nothing else, the non con matters. The non con games in the beginning matter. Texas made the playoffs because Kansas State missed an extra point. Yeah, that's true. We're guys are we're terrible. Plays down to one plays. I get it. You never texted in. I appreciate you listening. I do, but I don't agree with you one bit. Uh, <laughs> season comes down to one play that you you're have right. no and control it, in. Hey, and yeah. you're right. Also, if Dylan Gabriel doesn't throw that that pass, we're right. undefeated. We're in no problem. Yeah. So you know, if we're going to make one play differences, Let's also go. we would have not, we would have been tied, I believe. We wouldn't have lost. We would have been, oh no, because we, we went to overtime, right? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Now. Uh, we probably would have called plays differently after that. Let's put it that way. 
Uh, glad you're on for an extra hour. Perfect timing. All the way. Great things going on the 40 acres. Hope that Malik Murphy doesn't land at OU if he enters transfer portal. I do hope that, too. Uh, I think he may end up uh, West Coast. Is that where he's from? Yes. He's a California guy, so he may end up West Coast, especially because they're Big Ten now. Yeah. Uh, he may end up there, but we'll see. We'll see, and he may stay. Who knows? He stayed last year. No one thought he would. Are his parents still out there on the West Coast? Because I know there was one clip of him from the spring game where like, his connection with his dad out there on the football field is obviously... I, I don't know. And, I mean, his parents, it does, they may be able to move, too. We'll, we'll, right. We don't know. We don't know. Well, it depends on if he gets that $2 million. Uh, Texter says, number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Florida State. Number four, Texas. Three undefeated champions are in the... Uh, then you look at the two laws, one less champions in Alabama. So head to head. Why do we need a committee? We don't need a committee if we're just putting in the best records. Right. And we're not, then we can just do it analytically. We can put it in, and no one will ever schedule a non-conference ever again. And you'll just try and go undefeated. Like, there's a reason that they do this. And it's to try and make the competition better for college football. I agree that there should be 12 teams, and the ACC stopped it well, this year. They're also trying to give you the best games to watch. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Uh, what if FSU smokes Georgia and claims to be back? <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, if FSU smokes Georgia, I, I don't think FSU can smoke them. I don't think they have the talent on the offensive end to put up the points to smoke Georgia. be a lot of fun if they did. I think they could slow down Georgia's offense for sure. So I think it could be a close game. I think it could be because if you take out yeah, Bowers and you take playing. out McConkie right. and you take out those guys and then you say Florida State's defense comes to play – I think it could be a 20 to 16 game or something like that. Sure. But I don't, to smoke somebody, you have to score 30. And I don't think this Florida State team can score 30. Let's put it that they way. They got the Iowa problem. Yeah. That's the No, that's what Louisville's problem was. Right. Yeah, that too. That's what Florida, like these teams just don't have a good offense. It's hard. Oh, uh, you and Boise State. Yeah, I think you're right. It was Oklahoma, I think. Uh, Something to ponder. Should Texas be blessed enough to play in the championship game this year? Texas will essentially played the three other college football playoff finals within a single season span as we played Bama in the second game of the year and played Michigan in our second game next season. Even better, should Bama uh, and Texas both win the semis that near they'll play Texas playing all three college football playoff teams over four consecutive game span, game two next year. Yeah, and then, I mean, you're playing Georgia next year too. Uh, you Look, there's a reason why Sark scheduled these. He mentioned it. When you're talking about recruiting and you say you want to go play the best and the types of players he wants are guys that want to go play the best, the same way Florida State wants to be in because they want a chance to prove themselves, that's what Texas players want, and that's why you schedule those games, and that's why you get to the college football playoff. You want to be able to go, we want to compete with the best, and that's what you want to see. Uh, Vintage uh, Scott says, the correct four teams were selected for college football playoffs. I'm tired. I'm tired for making eleven Longhorn road trips this season. Made it all to Bama and Iowa State. Very nice, Vincent Scott. Driving from south of Houston up to Arlington Friday night was awful, but was happy to cheer on the uh, uh, the team and celebrate with Coach Garcia. Uh, going back to suck it up for the Sugar Bowl. If my ticket request gets filled, and I'll make the trip. I like that, Vintage Scott. I like that. Uh, let's see where we get one here. Uh, if we get a rematch with Bama, who's winning? Like we ain't, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. Yeah, let's do. Let's stop. And, doing and by that the way, one. all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. us. We we we're us. We'll <laughs> say that until we get there. Us. <laughs> I know Washington is the first things first, but just for fun, who wins Bama? Rachel? I know. I like. I get it. It's us. It's us right now. And then I'll ask me again if we beat Washington. I'll tell you what, I think the winner will win the football game. How about that? <laughs> Thanks, John. Man. Yep. Baskies uh, have nine <laughs> six-year players. Yeah, they got some older players. Hopefully they're they're all too tired. 
They're going to not be able to. It's a 745 game on New Year's Day. They're going to be tired. Not only that, it's an extended season. We're past bowl <laughs> season. Uh, it's all about what you've done to help me lately. FSU has two weeks to show they could play without their QB. If they would have showed out, they'd be in. To see the bag of QBs in the NFL, you don't want to see anything like that. Yeah, that's true. The NFL people are saying this bad this year. Well, look at how many QBs are out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The and they Q- want that in there. QB makes a difference. I just wonder if you feel the same way if Quinn was hurt in the Big 12 championship game, even though Texas won. That was the reason they got held up. It would suck. They would really suck. But I, I understand what it was. Listen, I know it's not. I, I've said it five times on this show that we'd be out if that was the case. I know it's not exactly a one-to-one trade-off, but if you just bear with me a little bit, think about the 49ers last year in the NFC Championship. How unwatchable was that football game after Brock Purdy left on the first drive? Exactly. The quarterback, and that was an elite team. The quarterback makes such a huge difference. All right. Uh, and we get one more text, and we got to take a break. We are, you guys are killing on the text line. We're trying to keep up with you. Uh, if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt, who gets in the college football playoff? Because it seems like they have to put SEC in no matter what. I Probably SEC still gets in. They probably do. And I know that would be the argument today. Was Texas got held out because Alabama got in? I get it. That's That would be a horrible thing. None of us like it, but that probably would have been it. Yeah. But Florida State would have definitely got in if that was the case. All right. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, try and get some more of these texts. If we can't get to all of them, we'll, we'll text back tomorrow. We'll keep talking about it. I promise. Uh, we'll come right back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. All right, wrapping things up here on the Sports Complex. Thanks to my man, Jacob. Thanks to everybody on the text line. We could not get to everybody. We're going to text in tomorrow. Please, we'll be here 4 to 6 tomorrow. Keep texting tomorrow. We're going to get. We're gonna figure out the timing right and get you all. I didn't know how many texts we were going to get, so I wasn't used to it, so I didn't allow enough time for it. I apologize for that, but we're going to get to more of it. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to put the podcast up right now, too. If you're listening, I'm going to edit it as soon as I get off air. I'm going to put it up, and we'll upload it so you get the podcast. If you want to listen to Hour 1, you had to miss it because you're later. We'll get you on that, too. But... We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Sports Complex.